Welcome back to In The Loop, a WordPress agency podcast by Blackbird Digital. I'm Corey Hugert, and in this episode, Phil Hoyt and I talk about the reality of the current state of Gutenberg for certain tasks that agencies deal with every day, including what the decision-making process looks like for when to create custom post types, and when you might want to disable Gutenberg entirely. We also talk a bit about an upcoming update to Advanced Custom Fields Blocks, which brings it more in line with native Gutenberg block development. If you have questions about WordPress website development, contributing, or anything else web-related that you'd like to hear us discuss, send an email to podcast at blackbird.digital. You can also find us on Twitter as inloop underscore WP. Enjoy the show. Well, here we are again. Welcome back, hey. Phil. Hey, Corey. How you doing? Oh, you know, I'm all right. Good to hear. <laughs> uh, see, I had an intro planned, and then I completely forgot about it as soon as we started going here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take a deep breath, and we'll hit reset and do it again. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I am. Right. Uh, I'm well. I'm well caffeinated. I'm probably too caffeinated today. Okay. Um, well, you're going to have to make up for it because I am very much under caffeinated. We are out of coffee. I have not yet made it back to the store today. We are, you know, in that grocery store uh, slump where it's like halfway through the week and you're like, oh, I should go grocery shopping, but it's almost the weekend and then maybe I'll do mm-hmm. it this weekend instead. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah, we're in that mode right now where we're kind of just scrounging. Well, so I'm no caffeine. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very well caffeinated and I have I have a lot of things to talk about today and it is regarding our dear friend gutenberg (laughs) we did this whole you know we did this whole numbered series cute little numbered series thing uh, last year right where um, yeah little spoken word (laughs) every couple of episodes where we wouldn't have a guest we did the dev chat and then like oh here's a segment about like gutenberg because you know we were talking about how we used to do things yeah. how things were transitioning the state of things at the time you know towards the end of the year right and then this year you know I, it's just kind of part of the wordpress experience now it's yeah. not generally something that we focused on you know talking about but i do want to i do want to bring it back because we've been working with gutenberg for roughly four years now and um there has been a lot of, uh, you know, I, I, at the like the word camps and such, right? Like talks about, um, you know, f- fairly high profile talks about like, well, you know, s- essentially boiling down to without not saying in so many words, but essentially boiling down to stop using advanced custom fields. Mm. You know, d- don't use advanced custom fields. Make these, you know, custom native gutenberg blocks because they're quote-unquote simple enough right they keep getting easier do. i keep hearing everywhere on twitter i keep seeing a new blog post about how easy it is and you know and there's you know to be fair there's tons of feature there's like wordpress provides its own workflow that you can use to to make plugins that there's tons sure. of you know useful things for doing similar stuff that we might have done with advanced custom fields but I want to actually talk like get into some like real use cases today and actually like really consider what the hell we're doing. (laughs) I I like this idea because I do often see a lot of, uh, you know, that's theoretical. You know, you see like documentation that someone put together in a blog post or something and it feels very hello world. Uh, But we don't live in hello world. We live in like, oh my, oh my Lord, what what is going on in the world? Uh, You know, we're trying to build uh, practical websites on a regular basis. And um, yeah, it's kind of where lots of these example blocks start to Mm -hmm. break away. Okay, so before we get into like the the editor itself and custom blocks and all that kind of stuff, I want to take a step back to just talking about custom post types. Corey, what do custom post types have to do with Gutenberg? Okay, so all right, so here's here's a situation, right? And we've if you're working at a WordPress agency doing relatively you know custom WordPress sites for other businesses, you've 
undoubtedly run into this situation where you need to have a page that lists all the team members of that, you know, that business, right? Employees, whatever, right? Cute, you know, photos where they've all staged them kind of the same and they're all dressed nicely and smiling and they've got little bios or whatever, or just names and titles. Sure. The point is, before Gutenberg, this was a really simple calculation. Either you have a special post template that's you know the team post template and if you're using advanced custom fields you've got some kind of repeater field or whatever for team members or maybe you're using flexible content whatever the point is best advanced custom fields on the page itself or post itself spit out the team members where they need to go and so you know it's either that or well maybe you actually need a custom post type for sure. team members. Yeah. Right. And, and usually I make the distinction of what, when you would need a custom post type versus not in this case, anyways, in this scenario is, you know, do, do I need to have a separate page for each of these mm. people? Right. Do you need a sure. separate URL essentially? Right. Do, are these people important enough where they've got a bio, whether it's a, modal pop-up or whether it's a full page load right like that's what i think of like okay it's custom post type time right yeah i definitely think that's one scenario i think the other scenario is maybe if they need to be queryable around or maybe has some relational data to maybe another like services or something like that but yeah i think if they need to have their own individual page that is a great indicator that you might need a custom post type right well now we are in 2022 and gutenberg is however many years old at this point, but for us, at least four, right? (laughs) Yeah, sure. um, And in in the Gutenberg world, you've got a a lot more options, I suppose, but it starts to get a lot muddier, right? So like, okay, it, it doesn't really make like post templates, right? Page templates, like stopped making sense quite a while ago for me anyways, for my work sure. with Gutenberg, yeah. because most of the stuff's going to be in the editor or right. at least that's how we've been working with it. Yeah. I think in our current version of building with uh, Gutenberg for clients, you know, the header and footer are usually kind of templatized mm-hmm. and maybe we even put a widget area, which allows us to use blocks still in those areas. But the whole middle section of the site is often a hundred percent Gutenberg. Right. So in that case, right, you are now we've got other options, right? Is it just up to the person building the page to utilize, you know, columns and images and text to just kind of make it look like a cohesive, you know, team grid? (laughs) Or do you go find a, a plugin that, you know, gives you this as a block i'm sure there's one out there i've I've never actually checked right because that's not really usually what we would reach for because we've got custom designs and i'm usually not interested in trying to like force some other plugin to like output the way i need it to to make the design work so then my other go-to option is like okay i need a custom block and then we still have you know here's another branch right is it just a native gutenberg block with the native gutenberg functionality which might actually use like inner blocks and like block templates to like create a new um you know team member and then it automatically puts in the image and like a title text and you know name text for you to like add the image and the stuff you know natively there in gutenberg or it's an advanced custom fields block and the advanced Mm -hmm. custom fields block is just you know rendering a server-side template and it's giving you the options and they're not super, you know, it's not native Gutenberg. It's, you know, data entry, but it's like within the block editor. So it's like a decent compromise. Sure. It's kind of fast to build, maybe not the best editing experience, but it outputs kind of exactly your old school PHP HTML type templates um, that we're, we've all come to accustomed to. Right. And then, you know, then you have to decide, is there you know do you, did you need the custom post type and advanced custom fields can let you output posts or just do a query in your server-side template to output them 
automatically every single one of them in whatever order you've deemed they should be output or you can have the advanced custom fields um you know, relation or whatever um field to pick the ones you want great so here's a whole slew of options um it just it just means that in today's world of building custom wordpress websites we have to make double or triple the amount of decisions sure than we used to yeah and i think making possibly and not incorrect but maybe a, a decision that might not uh benefit you in the future means kind of like retroactively you know we've both done this as developers <laughs> for agencies is you know you pick um let's say you pick even just a repeater field and then it's because it's just an image and a bio and it just kind of needs to repeat and then all of a sudden they do need to do something uh you know you need to relate those and then all of a sudden you're ripping that entire work out and adding custom post types and then maybe you go too far in the other direction where you make custom post types but they don't need a single page so then yeah. you're creating some kind of redirect that uh, you know makes it so those single pages are not accessible but then you create a bunch of dp query blocks using acf <laughs> and yeah we i think we've all maybe not all but definitely i've gone down this uh road a few times before yeah i i'm not saying this because i'm making a judgment call that certainly sure. you know gutenberg is bad obviously no. again we have to reiterate every time we talk about this like <sighs> We like Gutenberg. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we sound hypercritical, it. but I think we both really like Gutenberg a lot. Like I, you know. But this is a this is a podcast about you know WordPress agency work, and I want to be realistic about how we're solving our problems or potentially not. Right. So what sure. you know, I thought that last year after our Gutenberg series, we were like, okay. We have kind of figured it out. Gutenberg is relatively stable enough now. We understand how it like works. We're putting as much as possible into the Gutenberg editor for a, you know, for a consistent editing experience, and that's that, right? But the saga continues because <laughs> because of these decisions, the you know, multiple path branching decisions, and you know that that's part of a developer's job, right? Make make the decisions. To, to figure out how this needs to work yeah yeah sure i get it i'm not like whining about it but um it's just a reality right so you know i i built a I built a whole team member like custom block recently you know not advanced custom field just completely just all in the editor um you know i had i went through the rigmarole of do i need a custom post type do i not i, I kind of made the decision at one point that i did need one because we had bios and potentially like direct urls and then it was mm -hmm. a modal and like whatever um it ended up getting all ripped out it, every single bit like the entire custom block all custom post types everything because ultimately what they needed was just what could be made in the editor and that was mm -hmm. it was it, it was done <laughs> so wasted i mean wait literally wasted work there for you know but that's you know maybe not necessarily a problem with the decisions that i made at the time with the information i had they changed things changed in the project whatever um another another example um that i've come across recently are testimonials right it's kind of a similar situation uh, a little bit this i i have a a particular situation with a particular type of website that i am working on for a jeweler and um this isn't just you know i i want to have testimonials on the home page somewhere and they just go on the homepage and like add a testimonial or whatever. This sure. isn't quite like that. This just, is a situation. This isn't just going onto the homepage, adding the quote block, essentially. You right. want it. Yeah. So this is a situation where I need actual, some functionality, right? So it's a jeweler's website and they have, um, they have a custom post type for individual works, individual pieces of jewelry. And this testimonial is actually related to the work to the piece each individual piece or potentially a set whatever but like generally speaking is a custom built for a specific client and that client may or may not have a nice thing to say about that particular work about their experience working with this jeweler yeah um so so the so the actual testimonial is connected to 
the work post. Great. So just a high level, you got, you got a jeweler, he's got a portfolio, he's yeah. got work on this page mm-hmm. and those pieces of work have individual te- testimonials. We'll put this attached. We'll put that yes, like currently right. to said work. <laughs> yeah. Right. So then the situation then is that on every page at the bottom and above the footer is, you know, the most, essentially the most recent testimonials. Maybe they're randomized, whatever. The point is like the testimonials are then pulled out for use in other places on the site as kind of a, a running list of testimonials. So right away we know that, okay, I need this information to be accessible in different places on the site i need to be able to query essentially work that has a a testimonial and then i want to output just that testimonial with like a link back to the work and of course i started this journey with this mindset that i want as much as possible to be in gutenberg because that's what it feels like everybody is saying is the right way to do things all the cool kids on twitter say you gotta do it all inside of (laughs) you know even me right like i you know sure just i've just i've had this this attitude towards this since it since we started but okay so here's here's like the i'll try to make this short my journey right uh, of sorting out how to do this first of all the work post type since since i want this all to be in gutenberg i had to create a block template to have sort of the things arranged on the page the way that you know according to the design right so like you'd have the title and and when it was you know the date and the um if it belongs to a a collection of work um if there are tags if there's a description and um then this testimonial right so so first of all there's that using gutenberg with a block template on a custom post type I'm saying that because I'm going to come back to this idea. <laughs> um, but so so then, okay, the testimonial itself. We have a perfectly good block for handling something that somebody said, and it's called the quote block, right? The block yep. quote. Yep. Um, it's even got its own tag in HTML, right? So obviously I want to use that. I've already styled that block the way that it appears in the design if you're going to use a quote, it's going to look like that. And the quote and the testimonial is a quote. Great. But how do I know that that work post has a quote in it? If, if let's just take for granted that I don't think they're going to add any other quotes anywhere. If it's got a quote, it's a testimonial. So like I had to make that decision, right? Already we're starting to like, make these decisions that are kind of hidden from the person eventually using the site unless you're very explicitly training them like if you use a quote in this post it gets you know whatever but it's going to get included with all the other quotes and sure so essentially just high level just so i'm following you know you're essentially talking about creating something that goes and finds all the quotes on your site more or less yeah and i'm skipping over also like essentially getting to that decision that i'm just going to use the quote block involved a whole exploration of like, do I need a custom block to handle sure. testimonials because of this kind of requirement that like, I need to know which posts, which work posts have a testimonial and the the quote block itself isn't necessarily going to tell me that like, it, there's nothing about it that's like saving metadata that I can query right. or whatever. It's not putting it somewhere else on the database that you can query to t- say that it's it, it is that, but it's also the block itself isn't so unique that it's easily identifiable when doing it kind of like a parse through right. your and, posts. And, you know, obviously, yeah, I know that I can parse a post to figure sure. out or, t- you know, ask, you know, has, there's a has block function and I can tell if the post has a block, but I need to have that post already, have the content of that post in order to run that function on it. You know, and I, you know, obviously we don't want to like over-optimize before you need to, but that's, that feels like going too far. I query every single work post and then feed them all through the has block function is just not going to c- yeah. cut it. Right. Sounds expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I 
considered if I needed to create a custom block, what that custom block would look like. Is it going to just have an inner block that's the quote block? Because I just, I want to use the quote block. It's there. It does what I want. Yeah. And, you know, wrapping that in something else seemed like maybe that was the right decision or, you know, or, or custom block that just outputs it you know this the same sort of html and and styles in a similar way but that's like again extra work that i didn't want to do anyway so i so i decided right yeah quote block done so that means that i then have to you know hook into the save post action check if it's a work post then i can check if it has a quote block in it yep and if it does then i set a custom meta field you know, it has a it has a testimonial. Then I can finally query all the work posts with that meta value. And then <laughs> I can query those and then filter, like basically filter the posts so that I'm only grabbing that quote block and output that quote block where I would need it in, you know, in this display elsewhere. Yeah. It's a it's a lot of extra work, extra steps, extra figuring out how you're going to manage the data itself yeah. when previously this would have been a custom field sure. on, the, on the post type and you can already like query for that. Yeah, if you, you say, need hey, to, go but... get me all the work that have a custom uh, field of quote and... You can even then even say like, go get me the ones specific to this post. So on the homepage, you can say, hey, go get me for this piece of work, all of the quotes on that post. Right. Uh, but no, instead you chose another direction, which is to use the <laughs> quote block. And, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm totally seeing why default Gutenberg is so much better is, you know, it, you have to parse and identify. <laughs> so no. <laughs> here's, here, so here's like the, the, I don't know the conclusions that I'm I'm drawing from four years of experience trying to like force myself to use Gutenberg as much as possible with the interests of the client in mind. It's always been yeah. that like I want to make sure that the edit, editing experience is great. I've got other problems right with with this. Like I may I have I sort I figured out a system that would go and grab this quote block. You know, be able to figure out that it's testimony and all that good stuff, right? But again, hidden sort of um, functionality the client isn't really aware of that happens, number one. So that's actually kind of anti-editing uh, experience right there, honestly. And number two, getting back to the uh, the block template, the, the post type itself, having a, a template that gets inserted when you create a new post. This idea has been the response essentially to, you know, um, to the sort of work that maybe we were, we were used to doing, sure. right? With advanced custom fields or other custom field other, type yeah. things, right? Or where just, like, yeah. where you're focused on data entry. Yep. So the, the idea of a block template is touted as, as the solution to that where, not only can you have everything already pre-filled in with the design and you can lock stuff so that like it doesn't move around and you just have empty things that the client can fill in. Um, but they're also, you know, that that's, it looks like the page, right? Yep. And the, you know, great. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh I think blocks <laughs> give you that editing experience that you expect that uh, not that you expect, but you know, what you see is what you get a lot more closely than we ever had before. I think we've both had experiences going back to our older websites that were hundred percent page templates plus ACF and going, wow, I can't believe these were ever used because mm -hmm. it is so archaic and not intuitive on what you're editing at times, depending on what you're working on. Right, but here's the distinction that I want to make here. When we talk about having advanced custom fields like flexible content fields where you essentially yep. have this repeater that could have a number of different a different groups of fields within it. So that that was essentially our makeshift page builder thing that we would create custom for every site. That like undeniably sucked. It's terrible. <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah, that was undeniably. Yeah. However, we have 
you know, we're, we're talking about essentially page sections with that idea of, yeah. of this, you know, flexible content field. And that is obviously handled very well or can be handled very well with the Gutenberg editor and you see what you're getting. But in this case with the with jeweler's site and he's got pieces of work and he needs to, he needs to fill in his portfolio with the things that he's making. I would argue that this idea of having a, a, a post type with a, a block template where he needs to go into, you know, create a new post, it fills in all the blocks. I'd argue that maybe that is extra visual noise and mm. extra extra functionality that the developer has to spend time sorting out like i sure. just explained with the quote right with the testimonial instead of just you know advanced custom fields on the post disable the gutenberg editor entirely mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's easier for the developer to just you know uh, put, put all that in you set all that up you know data driven post type and for the client to then come in and add their stuff quickly and not worry about what it's looking like because they know that it's all output the same way. Mm-hmm. This, this is that, this is essentially that, you know, this is the argument happening, right? Like whether you're doing it, you know, what you see is what you get or not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I always think, been the dream, uh, like be yeah. able to edit your website on the front end, essentially. I think we had a very similar, uh, a very similar conversation where maybe the data entry experience is it doesn't always need to be identical to what the user is experiencing i don't think that's always the case um i think another way of solving this and it's like the way more laborious and but i this is a solution for certain pieces of content i've you know done for agent in some of our agency projects is it's a very manual process you know there is a quote block on the work page and then if you want those quotes to show up on the home page you do it again like uh i'm not happy with that solution but like when it was such a small amount of uh like you know when the use case was so small for certain other products i've done that was the use case that i ended up you know going with because uh, the user experience was going to get a lot more uh, laborious in other ways if we all of a sudden like you know abstracted that content out and made it a you know an a acf field or something mm-hmm. like that um i hate that solution i don't like that solution at all because that means now you have that same piece of data in two different areas and they're never synced up if you delete it in one area and modify it in one area it's not gonna you know they're not talking to it you could use reusable blocks to some degree but then that gets complicated another for other reasons but mm-hmm. um yeah this is definitely something we've all had to uh you know grapple I, and, with. yeah grapple with and the team members one is something that i really identify with the most that is something that i've had to build so many times in my career i've had to build a team member or staff directory um you know dozens of times over my career and i have like figured out different ways of handling it and it's the same way i kind of feel about product pages and stuff like that too and ultimately i still believe that the way of inputting data for those types of products it should not be super visual all the time. It should not mm-hmm. be this drag and drop editor. You know, you want to have like a structured way of inputting that data, even to the point where like, if you were had to, you could take like a CSV and import it and like mm-hmm. it would output into the correct fields correctly. Well, there's the other thing, right? Like if you really do have structured data and you are interested in a CSV import, man, having all of that in the content instead of the post yep. meta makes that a heck of a lot more complicated yep and while and while i know that there are ways to like make meta fields for blocks and stuff like that it's not as simple as it's just not that simple yet it's really not it's still definitely not as simple as acf fields uh you um on a post um at all And, and even if you create like an acf block you can't really tap into that really easily um at the post level um when you're trying to do that type of mass importing because it's it's still right so acf blocks almost kind of sounds like on the face of it it's the solution it's a block but it's got advanced custom fields but (laughs) yeah but the data is saved in the block which is in the content it's not saving post meta like standard acf fields on on a post is so you have the same issue with all that 
all that data being in the post content that you have to then figure out how you're going to parse through, right? There's, I, you know, I, I, I looked into this, there's, there's this issue on advanced custom fields, um, uh, GitHub that has been open since 2018 when advanced custom fields blocks were first introduced about, you know, how, how can we also save this data to the post meta? And that issue is still open. Um, it, you know, Elliot was the one, you know, yep. you know, fielding that question. And there is a workaround in that issue, but um, it's not it's not great, right? It's another case where you have to you really have to you have to work around. <laughs> you got to work yeah. around it, right? There's there's yep. extra development time there. Um, that yes, you can also create a custom gutenberg block a native block that you know there's some there's some great apis for being able to like save stuff to the post meta right but you also then have to handle the 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 data validation essentially yourself yep right as opposed to advanced custom fields which already has has all that figured out you've got a ui where you can figure out how you want to receive the data all the great stuff right yeah so so that you know there's that end of things uh yeah it's so what so we have i have two questions i guess to pose to try to like wrap this up which is you know in the in the age of gutenberg when do you need a custom post type and when do you disable gutenberg right Ooh. um (laughs) yeah and I think what we've already said is it very much depends. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I'm trying to think of the last project I did this for because I actually just did this recently for a project. And I did like, yeah, and it actually ended up being like a nice um, experience of just disabling, uh, you know, in when you're creating custom post type, you could just basically say no content. And then it mm-hmm. just basically just gives you a title field and you have a right. blank page. And then I added a whole bunch of fields to it because I just needed a handful of fields that I could query. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, again, going back to like my other, you know, we, we've thrown out so many solutions here on how to handle this. It's like, it's more than four at this point. It's like, you like, you know, just do it all yourself, create a custom, um, field repeater field type situation on the post itself, create another custom post type that relates to that custom post type. Um, you know, we, we've created so many different solutions that our tool bag has like gotten over, like, uh, I, I think for me personally, it's when the relationships become like one to many or, you know, or many to many, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like for me, that's when creating a custom post type um, is the solution. Because I think on other projects, we've recently found out that, you know, man, I wish I would these we we've gone down the custom post type uh road and then ended up being like wow these could have just been pages yep. while i do wish certain things uh were better like the query loop i wish could like just query uh children of parents and stuff like mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. uh it, it's really not that hard to work inside of the page structure nowadays um and i think even like let's take this conversation just one step back let's go back to like why would you you know let's go back to the archive page stuff like that like i think one something that we've both dealt with for years is you, we don't you like you come with a default archive page which is nice in a lot of regards but ultimately we end up turning it off and overwriting it in some way uh, because our designs often have some craziness to them that need them to display said posts in a different way they need to have content above the posts mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. in line with the posts or only mm-hmm. show a handful and then you know do something you know the archive page for the content is not output the way that the hierarchical template needs it to do right. um, and actually gutenberg has kind of made this nice and easy realistically it's not seamless yet i think it might get more seamless especially more with fse and stuff like right. that um but it's become a lot easier where we can just disable it. Let's say we're creating one for team members and then you have a team member custom post type. You turn off the archive page on the post type and then you create a page called team Mm -hmm. members or something like that. And then on there, you then put all the blocks that then go query all your team members and do all that fun stuff. Now we talked about this way back last year with, um, JJJ, right? Yeah. Um, where, you know, he had a real bone to pick with that idea of like using the query loop block on a page and you completely lose the, all the rest of the functionality that comes with 
the idea of an archive sure and the feed and all this sort of stuff that happens behind the scenes that we don't really often like work work on directly but you know full site editing solves this by letting you create um an archive template and you know adding blocks and, yeah you're allowed there. to modify said template at a block level where before it was just pulling a template file and that template file is basically just a big loop that is mm -hmm. outputted um your post so now post you know and, and the and the full site editing archive template uses the query loop right it yep. uses yeah. that block yeah. but that query yep. loop you know it inherits from the yeah the, it's at least associated with the main query of an archive yeah so great except we're not we're not using full site editors you know <laughs> so so then the other question is when do you disable gutenberg right so like yeah i'm i'm learning this the hard way right like so i want to use gutenberg as much as possible but to, so to come back to the to the jeweler website example i went through all of that effort to create that custom post type with the block templates and the quote block and all that stuff we talked about and in the end i realized that the editing experience just sucked like because i am the developer and i'm constantly having to create new post types to test or create new posts to test out things like the archive page and the you know and make sure things are displaying properly or whatnot like First of all, I have the experience as the person creating the block template that needs to be added to and updated over time as I'm developing the site. So I have this trail of like half completed posts with their content all in disarray because I was still working on the, the template of the post type, right? So right mm -hmm. away, that butts into the, you know, the the one of the main problems with you know all of the stuff being in the content is that like you can't easily update that and you know maybe that's not mm -hmm. usually a problem maybe you know once you have the post you know uh, template set that's what it just sh should be but then you know changing themes or whatever you know that the whole idea of if anyone even does that with the kind of websites we're building anyways um you know, make, maybe that's a moot point, but it's certainly affects the developer as they're trying to create stuff. And as the site is being developed, as content is being added, things need to change. And then you need to go back to all those posts from before that change and manually yep. make that edit in the Gutenberg editor. So that sucks. Oh yeah. But the client isn't necessarily going to be seeing that, but here's the, here's the other thing with that, with that, you know, testimonial, right? So obviously i want the template to be you know fully complete right which includes where the um where the testimony would be in that work post because it's going to show up on the page it's not just something i stick in the sidebar so you know when the client goes to, to create a new create a new work post and they put in their image and they put in their little description and add tags or whatever they want to you know add it to a collection now now they come to this testimonial right and obviously obviously yes you you for business reasons you want to get a testimonial for every single piece of work but you might not just the reality is, is you just might not <laughs> so sure. they have to then manually remove not just the quote block but also like the heading above it that says like you know from the client or whatever so they have to delete that stuff out of the post but then you know, if they eventually do get a testimonial from the client, they have to need to, they have to go back to that post and then know to enter those blocks, that specific quote block, and also the title block again. And yes, I can make a block template for that. That's just the title and the quote block. But like, it's 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 this idea that like if if the field isn't there in front of you and you know to fill it in or not then suddenly you have to sure. start making decisions about where does this go how, you know how, how do i add it etc yeah i just had a very similar issue with this where i was using you know a group block to create a full page section with some padding on the top and the bottom and then the inside of the middle there was uh some columns and the one side of the column was um on the smaller side of the column was like a small title and description and then there was a query loop in the other columns uh the problem was that that 
query would sometime it was showing kind of real estate and it would uh not always be full because there'd be no real estate in that particular area um and that would be empty it would just show nothing and they were complaining that that like would well, can the whole entire section disappear mm-hmm. when there are no um uh, real estate in that area and i kind of had to say look well Technically, yes, like I'd have to rebuild that yeah. entire section and rebuild the way that works because there's no conditional logic to say, hey, hide this group when there are no posts. I think that is like just a very, uh, you know, just feeding off of what your mm-hmm. example is. But yeah, like, there, there, you know, there are no posts in that area because let's say it's an event and all the events are now over or it's real estate and they've all sold. Uh, now there's just this huge section that's now empty. And what I ha- like, they didn't want to pay for extra hours to have that entire block, uh, that whole block section rebuilt. Yeah, it's now it's custom functionality. It's custom functionality. We built it for them very quickly to get it just out the door for them. And, you know, they were very happy that it only took a few hours originally to, you know, to get all of that working. Um, and now all of a sudden, you know, to have functionality that was kind of just built in into the past is now like, well, yeah, now it's like just an empty mm-hmm. area there. Apologies. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know, I, so I, did I say this already? So I ended up removing all, all of that, everything that I just described in that, on that jeweler's website. I removed the whole, you know, the functionality with the quote block being a testimonial and pulling it out that, that way. I removed the the block template for the post, everything. And I replaced it with good old advanced custom fields on the post type. And I disabled Gutenberg. And it's just, it's a data entry kind of post. You go to it, you add the title, you add the fields, you add, you. there's a field for a testimonial and you add mm-hmm. that testimonial in if it exists and if it doesn't you know where to put it when you get back to it sure you know and, and that was like ultimately it's just it's the right it's the right move for this particular situation right here's the other thing though i, th- I thought i would be clever because since the you know since we are working with gutenberg and things are very gutenberg focused you know forward in terms of WordPress sites that we're making, I had already styled all of these blocks to, to look the way that they need to look for these, you know, templates essentially, right? We're not, I'm not working with page templates here, generally speaking, or I wasn't with the editor, right? I was working with, you know, oh, there's a, there's a custom variation on the group block to make the, like these wavy background things and all this cool stuff, right? So yeah. now I'm in the situation where like I had all of that technically built, but it sucked. <laughs> so I removed <laughs> it and I'm now, you know, just got fields. I need to do something with those fields in the template, like the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that I would be clever and use the render block function to output blocks in the template. Right. Mm. <sighs> But it only sounds clever because it doesn't really work the way that you might expect. I mean, it does. If you if you got a post that was already built in Gutenberg and, you know, you get the content and then you do parse block to get the, you know, the array for object version of it. And then you pick out blocks or whatever or do, you know, feed it the whole darn thing and you put that in render block, it renders the blocks. Great. But you know, here's, here's an example, because this is a little vague. If you just want to output a paragraph block, obviously, obviously, we know that like, it's just a P tag. (laughs) But in this, (laughs) you know, in this situation, since I already had a block template built, I thought, okay, I can just copy this, this entire big PHP array for this block template, and feed it into render block. Mm. I ran into a couple couple issues um one of the issues is that you know like for the for the paragraph block specifically it has a content attribute Mm -hmm. but it doesn't it doesn't do anything if you only give it that content attribute a value and try to use render block it Mm. outputs nothing interesting what what the paragraph block is is explicitly expecting is the, you know um one of one of these other not in the attributes array but a different 
essentially attribute on the root of the block that's like inner HTML or whatever, something like that. And it just has the actual HTML of a paragraph, including the P tags, right? So that's what the render block is expecting when it renders the paragraph block. And it's just going to be up to the block whether it can render itself just directly from its content attributes or whether it's like expecting the HTML essentially. So that complicates matters. The other thing that complicates matters, just I don't want to get into it too much, but like <laughs> the, the, the data structures for blocks are all over the place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the, we've got for block templates, you need to feed it a PHP array. So like, first of all, already, like it's a pain in the butt. Like, okay. What block patterns are simple. You, you highlight the blocks that you want that you've already put in the editor yep. and you hit command or control C to copy yep. it, copy it. Yep. And you can just paste that into your editor because it's just copying the HTML with the, with the little, you know, the comments that have the extra data in it, whatever. And that's the block pattern for, um, when you parse blocks from the content, it gives you a PHP array in an, in an object style, meaning that it, it gives you, you know, keys and values. So like, you know, uh, block name as the key and the value is, you know, core slash paragraph, right? For block templates, you're expected to give it a PHP array, but not in the object style in what's essentially called a tuple style, which is just like, it's just a plain array. It doesn't have keys. It's just expecting things in a certain order. So like the, the, the first thing in the array at index zero essentially is the block name and index, you know, one are the, is an array of attributes and index two is an array of inner blocks, etc. <laughs> so already things are just getting way too complicated, but yeah. So trying to just render blocks from a you know just data entry perspective is a little complicated too <laughs> yeah so none of these solutions are great <laughs> um and i don't know what the answer is i don't know the, i don't know what the answer is i know what i visualize when i think about this which is more of like there it, you know i think about how woocommerce could adapt in the future and you know again going back to team membership plugins i really Again, I've built so many is like, I, I do feel like there is a world where, you know, the blocks exist in a template, but there is a data entry side to it. And you can basically just flip between the two. Um, and, it, you know, it's very ACF like to some degree, mm -hmm. but even cleaner, like more core, uh, way cleaner. And, you know, it is like product name, product price, all this stuff. And then you can like flip it. And then you basically have like the product single template mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. and then you can uh, rearrange it and you can rearrange it at a global level it's like i want all products to look like this and you know i want the you know little uh gallery of images to be over here and i want the price here and uh, you know the options to change it but then on a specific product you could then overwrite said template and then say like oh this is my fancy product i want a big header <laughs> i want a big masthead image you know go uh, you know gopro's website-esque you know very you know uh you know all that kind of stuff it looks very fancy and like this is your your standout like lead product and you could do that at a lead and i i feel like we could get there one day i i, I just it's hard to get, I, I still, I think I've said this in the podcast before, but it's like, I've always wanted for, and we might get it just because we were closer to like it with Gutenberg and the blocks and the post. Like I wanted a first class um, input fields. That's what mm -hmm. I wanted always for WordPress. That's why, you know, I want ACF in, in <laughs> WordPress, uh, but, and I want the data, the structure for the website to be a little bit cleaner. Like, cause right now it's like, you know, post taxonomies, archives, like it gets very complicated very quickly where it's like, if, um, where I feel like, you know, in the near future, FSE, we're already starting to see what a more JavaScript heavy backend could look like. Uh, maybe the API kind of like unifies, um, custom post types and posts and pages and taxonomies uh, into this one thing to some degree and get retroactively. Uh, I, I could see a world where that could be way more easily accomplishable where, yeah, like you, you click on WooCommerce and you go to add a product and it is just a set of fields. And then you go to the FSE side of things and then you can edit said product. Um, 
Yeah, I, I feel like that is the ultimate, but we're nowhere close to that solution. I, but I do feel like that is what we, if we want to WordPress to continue doing what it's great at now and um, then continue in the same direction that FSE is taking WordPress, we're going to need to do something like that because, right. um, you know, ultimately WordPress is an, uh, a, a CMS. It's not a blog editor. Uh, and we're, if we're going to stay competitive inside of the, 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 the web flows and the square spaces, that, that's what we're going to have to do. I think it, you're almost kind of getting at something that I think uh, Aruba teased in, in, a, in our interview with her about um, potential upcoming projects. And I, I'm not necessarily holding her to this because it sounds difficult, but she described something akin to merge tags mm. for for the for the editor and that kind of sounds almost like what you're talking about where like you have data associated with the post right metadata that you can also output wherever you want inside of the editor with some kind of merge tag idea but Mm -hmm. i don't think that's i don't think that's the direction core is going in or i don't know if it ever will necessarily because it's about using the editor and not not this idea of 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 data so but that's where like it kind of gets back to like gutenberg editor makes so much sense for pages and posts and being able to just like do interesting things with with blocks but then when it comes to a very structured you know this idea of a very structured um you know post type right this this entity kind of idea right in 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 your the data of your site like gutenberg might be more trouble than it's worth in in that situation unless it really does need some customizability with the content but even then like if you've got something that's so structured there's again there's there's some hurdles to overcome in terms of like making sure a template looks good and looks similar to a page made with blocks and you have to deal with the styling implications of that yeah, but maybe one day that will sort of, you know, get easier. Um, I, you know, I, I I've said this before. I I really do. I think it will get there. I really I I don't think the solution will be what we're saying right now. I think somebody <laughs> much more clever than I will have a better idea on how to solve this. But I, I can't imagine the people working on this are a hundred percent unaware of some of the limitations right. of Gutenberg. They might not admit like say them out loud because it, it, it does feel like we're still so far away from those solutions uh and yeah maybe maybe we just can't see the forest from the trees right now well, uh, but here's something else to consider and again i don't want to like throw cold water on this or anything but sure pre-gutenberg you know like acf was is was king for for agencies doing this kind of work because we have we we don't just need posts and pages we need structured data for for other types of content and there has still exists no core solution for that kind of approach to building a wordpress website sure and it has been left up to the purview of plugins and custom functionality to deal with those sorts of things so does gutenberg change that approach i don't think so i i think that it's still focused on just page editing yeah. post and page editing in terms of what it looks like and is going to leave the custom functionality and this idea of structured data for post types up to us and plugin developers that's just that's my read on the situation i you know when you put it that way i can't disagree with you which is unfortunately <laughs> very uh disappointing but uh, also probably more accurate because while you know while you could do as many polls as you want people say they use wordpress as a cms like i you know it also doesn't feel like that is being prioritized very heavily um and I think it also just brings up another issue, and I don't know how much we want to get into it, but it's just like we have this huge divide in the plugin sphere right now, and the market space, the market share for plugins in WordPress feel so much tighter than they ever have. Uh, you know, when I'm looking at who's getting acquired and mm-hmm. shutting down, um, you know, uh, it. And we also just have these huge divides now of like legacy plugins that have existed for years that now need to Gutenberg eyes and, you know, they've done it to varying degrees of success. Um, and it, 
feels very disjointed and it's hard to find Gutenberg uh, or block editor solutions to some of the previous problems that were, uh, you know, solutions that we had in the past, you know, um, Gutenberg native, solutions. Gutenberg yeah. native, or even just like ones that have retroactively, uh, you know, retrofitted their plugins to work mm-hmm. really nicely. I mean, I hate to throw them out of the bus, but Ninja Forms does not feel nice inside of Gutenberg. Um, you know, you throw a form inside of there and it is clearly just a janky, weird iframe that's not the correct size, that has a weird background color. It just feels wrong. You know that the form is going to render there when you hit mm-hmm. go to preview, mm-hmm. but it doesn't it just doesn't feel correct um and it's been like that for a long time and i just i I don't i don't know what the roadmap is but there's there's other plugins that all feel that way um and yeah so and there's no clear searchability for that right now um and even the using the word i'm having a hard time even just having the conversation because you know using the word the the words gutenberg versus block editor uh versus full site <laughs> editor versus you know it, it gets very complicated very quickly when you're trying to google these things and you know the plugin directory isn't super the best way to find Equips, a wordpress yeah. plugin is using google like it's not the plugin directory <laughs> it's you know maybe you might be able um, to drill down eventually to it but yeah like when you're initially searching you're going to need to be searching the internet some other we do way. at least have you know like if a block if a plugin provides any blocks those are listed and i haven't actually tried but i think that's there's a way to filter block filter plugins based on if they have blocks but i don't actually know because i haven't tried that so i'm the you know check that out last time oftentimes honestly as a developer building wordpress sites I don't really want plugins that add blocks. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, most of the time I don't because we have custom designs that we need to control for. But like, yeah. you know, there's there's this one plugin that I, I really want to use because it does something that I want. It, 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 you know, lets you build block templates in the editor instead of this whole idea of having to make it and then you can't copy and paste it because like i said before it's that weird style php array that is not what you get from parse blocks and it's not what you get from the editor but they also just have a whole bunch of blocks they just they have a whole bunch of blocks that are not related at all to building block (laughs) templates so like i i'm not going to install that plugin because i don't need all these extra man blocks. yeah that so. is like such a cut another comp i mean that is just like so old school wordpress where you like you want a <laughs> you want a single plugin that does one thing really well mm-hmm. and then what you mm-hmm. end up getting you know at least in the block sphere things like oh wow this is a cool slider plugin or something like that that does a cool <laughs> gutenberg slider but it also has a testimonial and a price yeah. chart and a million yeah. other things that you just don't want cluttering up your uh space you just yeah it feels bad man <laughs> well anyways you know um maybe to lighten things up a bit i i want to go back uh maybe briefly to advanced custom fields since they've featured so heavily in this episode once again sure um there there's a new update for advanced custom fields on the horizon and uh in particular with you know um acf blocks uh, i guess they're calling it uh the block api v2 or or maybe that's in relation to the native block apis at v2 um so anyways they're working on an update that makes acf blocks compatible with that system so um they're they recently actually closed the developer preview and it is now in beta uh there was an issue in the repository where they announced the update and we could test out this developer preview and give feedback i was um i which i participated in and I immediately had um, a great experience, yeah, even with some bugs in, in the beginning, you know. So basically what it does is it reconciles some issues that I had um, some trouble with using ACF simultaneously with the Gutenberg editor. Uh, and I had been distancing myself from ACF because of those differences, right? Like um, when you make an ACF block, it's all very much like all over here, uh, registered differently with special advanced custom fields functions. And the way that Gutenberg blocks have evolved, just, you know, just building them natively, uh, particularly with the block JSON file approach, uh, which is similar to like the theme JSON approach, which we are utilizing. Basically, now you can use the native block JSON file. You can do like a bunch of things in it to, you know, 
uh, like native Gutenberg functionality stuff where instead of going through ACF's filter of what a Gutenberg block can do, you you can work with Gutenberg block settings directly. Right. Like you can do things like set supports, like um, supports alignment kind of stuff or background colors, uh, things that you can normally do with other blocks. Right. Um, so ACF just adds a new object that you can put settings into in the block JSON. And if it detects that, then it knows it's an ACF block mm -hmm. and, you know, like away you go. Right. Um, you still do your separate PHP template, you know, and ACF kind of handles that the rest. Uh, as long as you tell it what you know what template to use so overall like i much prefer these days at least while i'm while i'm testing this um you know it's it's been so nice to use this instead of rolling my own dynamic blocks mm -hmm. which are just you know blocks that use php to render on the front end instead of uh instead of javascript because you still have to write the javascript part um in in a native block if it's uh if it's server rendered uh, what it was what is expected is is that you recreate the interface in javascript you know create the entire you know, look and feel of it and use the javascript apis to do any updating or whatever um and then when the block is actually rendered on the front end, it's coming from the PHP template. I just, it's so much faster to just have the PHP template, you know, like in the agency world, like that, like extra time, even if it's not that much more complicated, it's like sometimes it is. Right? <laughs> so it's been really nice to use that. It, it like, it drops right into our sort of scaffold for how we're doing blocks, uh, native blocks. Yeah right um and it's great i encourage everyone to check out the beta um we'll put a link in the description i have not touched this yet but um i'm just looking through their example here on github and it's like you know it has supports the align that you said earlier but i'm also just seeing stuff around typography and spacing and colors and background colors which is all you know uh, those all look like things that we don't get out of ACF currently, like, you know, a uh, blocks a builder, you know, <laughs> that's using PHP and like, and I've even had like some mm -hmm. issues with the alignment in the PHP version to some degree, just like, you know, uh, if you set a default, but you don't allow it to be clickable, certain things just get wonky right. sometimes. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, you have to play around quite a bit. So I'm very excited to mess with this because, um, yeah, this seems to add a whole lot of functionality and I've grown. I haven't used blocks right. JSON as extensively <laughs> as used the theme JSON, but I really enjoy using theme JSON to solve a lot of my problems when I'm building out a theme. So, um, yeah, this looks great. Hey, folks, I wouldn't normally do this sort of thing, but I'm inserting a quick addendum to the show. Just a day after recording this, Matt Mullenweg left some public comments responding very negatively to a make WordPress post announcing efforts to redevelop the WordPress.org site theme as a block theme, also known as a full site editing theme. A link to the post is in the description. Considering the real pain points we just discussed in this show about using Gutenberg effectively, the desire from the very top to avoid what the software industry calls dogfooding, or using your own software to better understand its users' needs, is deeply concerning. To quote his conclusion, if we are just doing a prettier version of the same thing, make those changes in place with the existing code approach quickly and move on to something higher value. If you are trying to further WP itself, you need a fundamentally different approach. End quote. I'll let you read the rest for yourself, but the gist of the complaint is that it's taking too long, will be harder to A-B test, may affect page efficiency, and removes things from source control. These are all things that we as WordPress agencies are dealing with and four years later still don't have great solutions for. And maybe this is why. I'm grateful that there are folks working at Automatic and volunteering who are doing this work regardless of how Matt feels about it because I believe it will further WordPress itself. That's all. That's all for this episode. Check the episode description for links to things we mentioned in the show, and don't forget to send your questions, thoughts, and fan mail to podcast at blackbird.digital. 
You can also find us on the web at blackbird.digital slash podcast and on Twitter as inthelope underscore WP. If you're interested in having a WordPress website custom built or you want to join a team that does that, head over to our site at blackbird.digital and drop us a line. Thanks for listening to In The Loop. See you next time.